and she just grabbed my face and she Christian and Irish Ashley combined to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the untitled Twitch stream. Yo. Oh, fuck yeah. Guys, I'm in Florida. There were so many people with ankle fucking monitoring bracelets in the airport. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like Why in were shorts? they in the airport? Because sometimes you want to drink in the airport and you've got enough DUIs that they put a computer on your body to make you not do that. <laughs> oh, fuck. I always associate those with like house arrest. No, no. Okay, so, but here in America, they have, um, they, uh, I don't know what they're for. I think they're tracking for if you're on parole, I think is what it is. Let me put it this way. A lot of people on parole at the airport. (laughs) That checks out. I mean, I remember in one episode of 30 Rock, Tracy Morgan had one, and it was, it measured like his blood alcohol level, but I don't think that's actually possible because it has to be in your blood. That would have to be like a needle it stuck is. into your ankle, right? Yeah, right? And that feels it, like it would cause it, a lot of infection because it's not going to fit too snug if it's around your ankle. It's going to move a lot. I don't there, I don't think that's a real thing. It is a real thing. And here's how I know it's a real thing is, guys, I want you, I want you all to watch Chris's face when I say the next sentence. Yeah. Um, I remember when I saw Andy Dick do stand-up comedy in 2019 – Nice. He showed it all to the audience and then pointed at a woman and went, I'm going to finger your boyfriend. But did he explain that it was for drinking? Yes. <laughs> I need to know now that's going to be what I researched this afternoon because I don't know I do how know it's possible. That, I know that they have those patch things for diabetics now that's like constantly monitoring their blood mm. sugar. Yeah, but Chris makes a great point. Advertises it. What? Who? One of the Jonas Brothers, I think, advertises it. It pops up on my yes. YouTube every now and then. Yeah. I think Ed Gamble does, too. Yeah, Ed Gamble's got it. Yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be great. Oh, I mean, it must be revolutionizing diabetes. if you've come from having to constantly check it. Here, mm. I found it right now. How Scram ankle bracelet measures blood alcohol. It definitely happens. Bring me. Wow. How does it do it? Is it with uh, blood? Chris, is it blood? Out. Let's find out. I feel like it can't be blood, and it can't be breath. No one... Try as we might, we can't breathe out of our ankles. Um, could be sweat. Be little... Yeah, but could be sweat. There we go. That Let's feels see, uh, wrong. Electronic ankle bracelets have been an effective way to monitor people under house arrest and are now being used to measure alcohol consumption by repeat offenders. Oh, uh, actually, it reads I know blood alcohol we... content of the person wearing it every 30 minutes and reports those readings oh. to supervising agencies. But how? But yeah, how does it? do it now let's see let's see uh measures blood alcohol here's what i'm imagining the skin it's through the skin and another that provides remote breathing tests so there's i guess it's what you secrete so it's similar it's similar to sweat because um, yeah. you know i mean we've all we've all had those nights where you where you you come back or like you wake up the next morning and your body just stinks of whiskey <laughs> like i've had that no. where like people have been like you smell like tequila right now and i'm like that was yesterday Oh and dear. So, like it's in, it comes out through all your pores. So have you guys ever had a That's hangover so bad it fo- it fogged up your sunglasses or glasses? Uh oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's something Doug Stanhope's talked about on podcasts, and I'm like, 
Doug, I think that's a sign of something worse. I don't think that that's That's, that's a condition that you should go yeah. to the doctor about. Yeah, your eyes shouldn't steam. Yeah, I don't think that's even a condition a doctor can worry about. I think you need to go to a mechanic. You're overheating. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw this, King Geo, saying uh, uh, they're proposing all new cars have breathalyzers in a couple years. They are pushing That for feels that. wise. Never going to happen. Never yes. going to happen in America. I don't like it. Never going to happen. I... I I wholly disagree with it because I'm just like, no, it's like, sorry, cops, your job to catch us. I'm not, you don't get to put a cop in my car. Yeah, I like, I understand court ordered. It should be able to be court set ordered, up with an yeah. hour. That's fine. Yeah, if you've been, you know, if you've been done for it and then they go, uh, uh, we're going to put this in your car, fair dues. But on all cars, I don't, I don't like that at all. Do you guys no. want to hear a wild story that happened in COVID that I can't believe I've never shared with anyone except for Mark DeBonis 10 minutes after it happened? I'm very curious yes. about how this ties into breathalyzers and cars. It And by the way, 100% ties in. In the first sentence, you're going to be like, well, this ties in. I was smoking cigarettes, this is how long ago it was, in front of my apartment building when a guy walked up and said, hey, man, I've had a lot of DUIs. I'm drunk right now. Can you blow into the breathalyzer of my car so oh, like I can get my car version. to start? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you do it? Yeah, absolutely what? not. It was two like young, scrappy kids, and I was like, "No!" And they were like, "Well, why not?" And I'm like, "I'm not helping you drive drunk." And they were like, "What?" Like, and they were, You'll "I'm not kill and someone, and it'll be my fault." <laughs> it was also like, like it wasn't. It wasn't like they were like they've had a couple of beers. Whoopsie! Like they were like that kind of drunk where they're like, "All right." Act sober. Hello, <laughs> business gentlemen. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, and they got like really pissy about it. But it was also that thing like they were like really small children. Like they were like twenty, and it was just yeah. like it was the. I remember being like, "Oh, like I don't know how to fight, but they think I do." And then they just walked away. <laughs> Um, oh, I missed the other part. The uh, reason why they needed to move the car is where they parked the car. Clearly, they'd driven there drunk. Where they parked the car was in the way of both the in and the out of a giant parking structure. Oh, wow. So they didn't so much park it as abandon it in the middle of the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that's Great. correct, Chris. Shit. Great. Um, I had a gold, really and... bleak thought about this breathalyzer thing. Go ahead. And it's just that if you were given court-ordered breathalyzers, right? And yeah, so Mr. Steve Mooney's in the chat. He just said they'd get a friend to do the test and just drive themselves. I just feel like that could end up being court-ordered parents have these in their cars. And that's another thing their kid has to do to facilitate their alcoholism is to breathalyze the car so that they can 100%. drive. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that is just definitely going to become yeah. one of their things that they have to do for their parents. I'm sure it already is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it already is. Well, but you can't you can't really legislate around that, you know. What a what a mother yeah. and toddler son doing the privacy of their drunken car is none of the government's business. Mm -hmm. Now I gotta say this, Ashley, you were right to be concerned, but I want to say this: if it wasn't for brutally alcoholic parents, where do you think we get all this good music? Hmm. And stand up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I weirdly sometimes think stand up. It's not, you, you can't over fuck up the kid as a parent and get a stand up. At a certain point, they're like, "Oh, that's too much." You're, you, you, you have to you have to work within a group. You need people to prop you up. Like I think stand 
stand-ups need one parent to be like, it's okay. Like, and they're like, all right. Or an, or an older brother. Like, that's someone. Older brothers? Yeah, yeah someone to be like, you're brother. fine. Someone that's like, I got this. It's yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> Ashley Story coming in. What's up, Ashley? With a, a classic Hi, Ashley. Story anecdote. When I was 15, I gave pee to my junkie uncle so he could get benefits, which he couldn't get when he was on Skag. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> classic story. <laughs> It's also, I will say this is everyone's uh, youth in the UK specifically, uh, and Ireland a little bit, but definitely the UK. I was going to say all of Europe, but definitely the UK. Everyone's youth is way crazier than mine. Like, my youth was pretty nuts, but, like, the amount of people that I remember moving to the UK, and they're like, well, you never had a threesome? What did you do when you were 15? I was like, throw rocks at cars? Like, what the fuck are you thinking about having threesomes? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday. I remember, John, do you remember this commercial? Actually, I don't think they will have had it in Ireland, but they might have. Where there was a commercial that literally just it came on uh, during like late night talk shows, and it would go, "It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are?" Oh yeah, because we <laughs> could have been so fucking weird. anywhere. We could have been well, anywhere. You, well, part of the reason, yeah, it was part of the reason why that, especially in the mid to late nineties in Canada, they ramped up all of that advertising was because of. And I mean, it's quick that um, Ashley's in the chat because we literally just talked about this on our new podcast coming soon, Killer Clowns, a true crime podcast for two people, truly crime. Uh, it's the Paul Bernardo case because of Leslie Mahoffa getting locked out of her house. No, I will not. That's his job. <laughs> um, uh, it's because Leslie Mahoffa was locked out of her house by her parents and then raped and murdered by true monsters. And so then it was a giant campaign all over Canada to be like, watch your kids, parents. We're the police in Canada. We're not trying. It's up to like that's like the, all well, of I don't those know campaigns it, because it was also a thing in the states as well. Because I remember it showing up on like SNL sketches, and it was sort of readily parodied in a lot of things at the time. Uh, so oh, was, I like, just remember it was a like, North American. It, like how much it upped post ninety four. Like I just remember mm -hmm. like like ninety six, ninety seven. Like I remember there were like big band. Like there was big advertisements all over Ottawa about that sort of stuff. Where it's like. At the mall in Carlingwood, there was this whole like this ad Carlingwood Mall in Ottawa. There was this whole thing of like, if you see four kids in the mall, walk up and go, "Where are your parents?" And which is so fucking weird. Like yeah, all this like weird narcism. Where are yes. your parents? Where? Yeah. <laughs> I, remember I remember being uh, eighteen and yelling at my mom because I was like, "You have to tell all your friends." Because my mom literally was just like, "If you see my son walking around, just call me and tell me." Because she created a narc system. And then okay. I was a full-grown adult, and her friends yeah. were still calling her to be like, saw John at this. And I was like, I was running errands for you, and I'd live in another city. Tell your friends to stop fucking keeping tabs on my goddamn location. <laughs> I remember having one when I was I was, I was was in first grade, so I was like six years old. And um, they were explaining, they had a cop come in and explain uh, the block parent system. Which, actually, oh. I don't know if you know what that is, but there was there would be like a sign in a window, and it said block parent. And it had like a picture of an adult holding a child's hand. And the idea was... If you feel like you're in danger in your neighborhood, you can go to this house and you're safe there and they'll take care of you and call your parents. And I remember just putting up my hand and being like, but what's to stop someone who wants to attack me from just putting that sign in their window? And yeah. the cop did not have an answer. The cop was, <laughs> yeah. clearly was not expecting that question and just said, never happen. Nah, next. I was like... You haven't answered my question at all. That is such a flaw in the system. Christ. Yeah, he didn't explain any background Our, checks. It was just like, oh, if you want a sign, just come down to the police station. We'll just give you a sign. It's like, great. Great. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, Ashley said, "We didn't I'm, really I'm have stuff cool. like that because, sorry." Oh, uh, uh, I'm an adult <laughs> woman, and comedians snitch on me to my mom all the time. Uh, is why a I don't fuck comedians. B get drunk at the fringe. C have fun. Ashley, you have fun. I see you having fun. You fucking liar. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, yeah, if really anything, have anything I like just, that, I when I was. I think I think we were victims of John's uh, uh, chunkiness there. John's chunky internet. Yeah, <laughs> you're a shower um... cuss. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ashley, what was it? I was just gonna say that like we didn't have any of that when I was growing up, just because I was in the sticks. Like you needed a car to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, I did very rarely go out of my house late at night but you're just in the pitch black in a countryside area like it, yeah. there's no street lights to find your way it's just darkness and foxes screaming in the distance like nice so it's sort of like fun. if they, if oh they came this way to get your you, childhood it sounds you. like oh john <laughs> um, oh. i'm gonna leave and come back you're so chunky yeah. bud um mm -hmm. yeah i mean we kind of had that like in that i mean we were we were i grew up in suburbs uh and so it was like we had there were always people around but there was never <laughs> anyone around <laughs> darkness and boxes screaming <laughs> ashley manning sex tape <laughs> like, there were always people around but there was nobody around like our streets were empty except for us like we ruled the roads we were like the fucking warriors uh, where uh -huh. you just didn't see an adult after like 4 p.m. unless they were coming out of their house to yell their child's name. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the only time you saw anybody. So it was it was just us. I remember this one kid got kidnapped around the corner from my house, Michael O'Donoghue, um, and that was the first time I ever I ever witnessed the thing of you know when something like that gets news happens and then everyone lies about being there. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every kid I knew suddenly was best friends with Michael O'Donoghue. Every fucking well, I knew that kid. He was really nice. I saw it happen. A van came up and they just scooped him in, and it was there were dogs. And yeah, it was a, a it was a wild thing to witness. Um parents did not I, stop us from playing outside. We're just oh. like stranger danger. Just don't talk to nobody. I done. I have a crazy version of that. Uh, also, may I just say that was the craziest chunkiness bad internet uh, this show has ever gotten. And that both of your mm -hmm. voices just merged into a digitalized song. <laughs> so it just went like this. <laughs> and then I just heard, John? John? And then I just turned it off. I was like, is that the devil? Um, so uh, in, my, in my first year of uh, high school, grade nine, uh, very old school. Actually, I feel like your uh, schooling was like this and that, you know, as you got older, a couple of kids just randomly died because that's what happens. Um, and uh, one of my uh, one of the kids in my graduating year, there was a thing called the booze cruise because uh, Ontario had, school went up to the age of 19. So the last year oh, wow. of high school, you were a legal adult. Oh, no, 18. You're a legal adult who could drink in Quebec, which was from my school. To Quebec is a 30-minute walk. Like, it's so close. Damn. So they would hire a boat 
and it would go down the Ottawa River, and they'd load it with booze. And this guy was doing handstands and backflips, and backflipped off the boat into the river and perished. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and the schools no. and the initial response was: next year when we do the booze cruise, no one do any backflips. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> I think you need oh, to go further no. than that. Do you though? Because to a degree, the oh, the only kid that died was doing backflips. It wasn't the booze cruise's I, fault. It was I the mean, show off. But what the craziest part was, was watching exactly what Chris talked about. It was the first time I remember the amount of lying about having a connection with this person. Like, mm. I don't, I, I I, had to be shown a photo to be like, okay, I walked by this individual. Yeah. And I like vaguely, I knew on site who his younger brother was. I have no connection to these people. Mm. And I remember a girl in my grade, possibly one of the ones that when they die, I'll be like, ah, good. Oh, world's better. Yeah. Um was crying going, my home roof was across the hall <laughs> from a locker he went to sometimes. And I was just like, sometimes? Like, you can't. <laughs> Madam, you're wasting hydration. Oh, it was so wild. It was like one of those, I was like, oh, no. That's, this that's- is... This is this is humanity. That's, that reminds me of one of my favorite David Cross bits about 9-11, where he's like, you know how they have the, the, the Empire State Building mm-hmm. miniature in Vegas? Do you think that the people who work there were like, that was almost me, not me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this right now. I've I love um, David David Cross's those stand-up, that stand those stand-up albums so yeah, much. Shut up, you fucking baby is incredible. I would love, Ashley, if you listened to them over the weekend and gave us a report on Shut Up You Fucking Baby and what's the other one with the uh, gold table? Uh, that's uh, it's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. And, and shut up, you fucking like literally shut up, you fucking baby might be the stand-up album I've listened to the most. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna listen to it today. Me. I love yeah. it so much. I would love to know what Ashley thinks. Because I haven't listened it, to it in ten years, though. I'm really curious. It it's weird. It's one of those ones where what is really good about it is you realize you're like, oh, David Cross is just a. It, you have a very similar David Cross thing of like, this is a guy that if I sat down at a bar to read a book and then he was just sort of like. I'll tell you what's bullshit, peppercorn sauce. You'd be like, yeah, I want to talk to you about that. Like, you know what I mean? That's what those albums are, which is also where guys that travel a lot. So why they're very soothing is it's just a guy complaining about shit. He was like, I like this. I like this. What was the other one? Shut up, you fucking baby. And Uh, it's not Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's, it's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah. And then there okay, was I have them there, and they're available on Spotify, so I probably will listen to them. Comedy albums that are available on Spotify. Whoa! <laughs> Second oh. um, heading on one of those shows is just women, please rinse off your vagina and anus. <laughs> Understand? I need I need you to know all of all of the all of the titles of the tracks are fake. They're yeah. they're not okay. real, <laughs> and they are intentionally to make fun of. Because you have to remember, this is so crazy to think. Stand up at the time this album is coming out, like the biggest you could be was to maybe sell out a theater. Like, like right. no one talks about this, but unless you were like Dice, no, Dice, this is two, this is the 2000s. Oh, yeah, Dice is gone, yeah, yeah Dice, Dice is over, yeah. Dice is in a field being killed. Like, there's no like, <laughs> this is no one talks about this. And Dane Cook was sort of douchey, so no one will give him the respect. Dane Cook, yeah, is the reason we all have careers in stand up comp. Like, no one yeah. acknowledges it. 
Dane Cook is the, the reason why Louis C.K. became famous is Dane Cook. Because Dane Cook gathered elderly millennials in their early 20s and were like, remember stand-up? And we were like, no. And then he was like, well, it's it's like this now because it's fun. Yeah. And then it went from there. But like... He was huge. I owned two, at least two of his albums. I mean, Harmful When Swallowed, which is that first album, is oh, yeah. not is not good, but... Like is on my Spotify, which I gotta delete Spotify. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. they're jerks. <gasps> I hate it. It's their service is so good. I think yeah. everything. It's it's really helped my life. It, I enjoy everything <laughs> they offer. Like I yeah, have to way better. They're way better. They're, they're way better. Music. They're way so better. much better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's gonna be me, Chris, and fucking Neil Young. Yeah, I mean that would be awesome. That sounds like a good night. I'm into that. I, I'd be all right, Ashley. How would you feel if Neil Young became the fourth host on this show? And by the way, how if you think Neil Young is, I just well, want you to voice. I can tell yeah, you that right now. I want you also to know if you think I interrupt you a lot, strap the fuck in. If Neil Young joins, <laughs> we're never talking again. Um, I think you'll find uh, that uh, the, what we should do today is just all read the instructions to a Hewlett Packer printer. Uh, Neil, I don't think that that's very entertaining. Which one of us wrote fucking Ohio? And I was like, well, I think that was David Crosby, actually. Get the fuck out. <laughs> my, my favorite Neil Young moment to this day is still him in The Last Waltz, the documentary about the band's last concert. And he's on stage because they got all these incredible uh, musicians mm -hmm. to come out and play with him. And mm -hmm. you can see so much coke underneath his nose. Just mountains of coke so, still there while he's playing. Do you know what's even crazier about that? Is Martin Scorsese had to invent a technique of editing that out because his nose was full of cocaine. Like he literally just walked down and was like, Neil's gonna have food. And he invented a float, what's called a floating mat that could, yeah, they digitally removed, no, it was, it was, they mostly removed it in the original version. And there was still so much of it. Still so much. <laughs> like they were like, eh. oh man. Did they really, Tiger, did they get rid of all of it in the new version? Is it like guns in E.T.? Where they just took them all so out? So weird. I don't like also, that. I don't like that at all. I, am I well, they, they, they took out. Any guns yeah. that were yeah, in the original yeah, they were had them digitally uh, uh, remastered, so they're like walkie-talkies. Yeah, they're walkie-talkies. Bananas. Um, Why? Big old dildos. He didn't like the threat. dildos. There's a lot of dildos. Um, he got a deal from adamandeve.com. I might be the only person that I found E.T. incredibly scarring as a child, and I've never enjoyed that as a movie. I never liked it. I saw it once when I was really, really young, and I never wanted to watch it again. I agree. I also so thought I don't really remember it that well, but I just never liked it. I always be just the Ashley Manning of today's stream. Never seen it. Great. Good. You don't need to. It's not great. <laughs> great. That's so, I'm so happy. Um, we're gonna get cancelled for not being an ET stream. Bring it on. I will I will I will be the Alex Jones to the I watched it recently and cried about how bad it was, Kimmers. That's what I bet it was. Um I know what you guys are wondering. How was my red eye flight? Well Yeah, I'm gonna ask. I pulled a muscle under my shoulder blade, I'm pretty sure. So there was like one specific position I could be in. Oh um, but uh I think all of my rage, because I like my first flight was delayed three hours, um, which was all right because I stayed home. Like I, I stayed back in my place a little bit. I hung out. Oh, you got a bit of notice. Oh, that's good. I got a notice. Um, accidentally took a very powerful edible, uh, which was real good. 
uh, got in my Uber, and as we're on our way to the airport, the Uber got Die. hit by another car. John, uh, you get T-boned? <laughs> no, he was, he was merging lanes. Hits like this. Um, and I was just like, all right, this guy gets out. By the way, they just go to the side of the highway, not pull over anywhere. Like literally like cars whizzing by and he just starts, they just start screaming at each other for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he comes back and gets his insurance. And I was like, Hey man, I have to go to the airport. And mm -hmm. like, it was one of those things where he's like, I know I got to talk to them. And I'm like, okay, but like you got five minutes or mm -hmm. I'm, I'm leaving. And he's like, all right. And I was like, and then I was like, all right, I'm reporting this accident. And he was like, don't, they'll shut my account. And I was like, all right. And then I waited until I got out of the car and then I reported the accident right away. Because I was like, mm -hmm. what the fuck, dude? Because more importantly, he then took an additional 20 minutes to get to the airport. Because I was like, are you flustered? Are you okay? Do you want mm -hmm. me to call another Uber? And he's like, no, 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 no. And then missed every exit. And I was like, oh, dude, like, come on. Like, I'm sorry. But like, just like, I like. And I was like, I've been in a lot of car accidents. It's okay to take five minutes. He's like, no, 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 no. Don't tell anyone. I was like, man, I got to tell them. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. do this. Also, you need to tell them like all of this sort of stuff. It was so Damn. fucking wild. And then I got to the airport. Uh, like, and by the way, this is thrown off my time. Cause my plan was it takes about an hour to metabolize. So I'm like, I'll be on the other side of security and then I can just relax. Instead, I have to, my flight is now three hours delayed and my connection, they connect, they re-change my connection to the next day. So I was just supposed to be in Atlanta for 27 hours. So I have to do some <laughs> admin and things are like, um, and so I just asked if I could change my flight, best customer service representative. And he went, why? Oh, that's bad. <laughs> um, and then he was just like, okay, you're going to have to run through the Atlanta airport, but you might make it, uh, which I did. I made, I, I crossed, I went over a terminal and ran with a bad shoulder and made it. Uh, one thing, and I almost, and I never do this, called a customer service representative hard C word because mm. I got there and she went, you're late. You're late. And I was like, yeah, my flight landed 10 minutes ago across the airport. She was just like, that's not my problem. I'm just letting you know you're late. And I'm like, how is this helping the process? Yeah. And she was Which just like, you got you're late and I won't let you on or just being a dick? Being a dick. And I, cause I went, am I not allowed to get on? And she's like, no, we're holding the plane. And I was like, what's the purpose of this? And then she's like, you got to check your bags. And I was like, okay. And she's like, here's your tag, put it on. And I went, okay. And I like walked directly behind, like beside her and then just dropped the tag on the floor. I was like, I, don't care. Walked on the airport and I was like, uh, they said I have to check this. Where do I put it in there? You don't need to check it. The flight's half full. And I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, that's yeah. when I, with stuff like that, though, it's also like, that wasn't about you. That was, no, no, that was something that happened to her this morning. And she's that's, like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a dick now. That's fine. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, but I, then I get to be a dick back. You don't like, it's one of those things where it's like, so yeah. I, what I also get angry at, and this is a big airport move, is when exactly someone's been dog-dicked by life, and they're, like, being kind of a dick, and then they get upset when you, like, you answer back, where it's like, no, you can't, I'm fine if we're being assholes to each other, but we both get to be dicks to each other. You can't be like, yeah. no, it's my turn. It's yeah, like, you set a tone here, but I don't owe yeah. you anything. I'm yeah, <laughs> we're in an airport, and I'm going to Florida. I have no fucks left to give. <laughs> <laughs> How is Florida? <laughs> 
other than all the ankle bracelets. I love it. There were so many bros in the parking lot of this fucking uh, hotel. It's fan. Like, and we're talking what? like what part of Florida are you in? The Florida part. Florida? I'm not. It is Fort Myers. I'm in Fort Myers, and so it is like there's a lot of beaches, but this is like this is where people come to do spring break when it's January. Like we're talking. Oh, that it. Like everyone looks like they're wearing Macho Man Randy Savage glasses. <laughs> Can Every, you see them from your window? I cannot. They've gone inside. They've gone inside to I assume drink White Claws. Every like it's. I'm very excited. I'm gonna do some wandering around tomorrow. Oh, I'm gonna buy a Hawaiian shirt. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go sit in a tiki bar. Also, I forgot it's Florida. And something that I always remember about like the South is that it's like, oh, you know, you like dive bars? I do. For some reason, our dive bars serve breakfast. Yes, good. Let's go. Dope. That's yeah. great. Uh, everyone here is 50 years old. Everyone looks like they still smoke. What a weird <laughs> part of the world. I've seen so many bumper stickers that are not good. Oh, uh, Diamond Geyser. I am in. I am in. I am in the syphilis state. You know what I mean? I'm here. To, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm at Ringworm Ridge, um, aka Flavor Country. That's right. I will say this though. Shit is. I gotta tell you though, I could fucking live in Florida. It's. I didn't realize how like green and foresty it is. Like I thought it was like much more yeah. of like a shitty, just a bunch of cities. But it's like like it's like like I'm literally looking at like this like sprawling park after sprawling park. Like I'm. I, I assume on which part you go to, obviously. But yeah, yeah I yeah. assume there are oxycotton addicts at, around every corner. Like mm -hmm. there was one thing. You like land here and you're like. Oh, sketchy, baby. Yeah, very good stuff. I love that. I have been to Florida twice. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in Orlando. We went to Tampa and we went to Miami. I, um, were you a kid going to Miami? Yeah. <laughs> and be Nemo Miami? Oh, Ashley, take him off now. Take him away. <laughs> I don't know take what the that bad means. man away. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either, take him off. I don't like it. I didn't like his tone. Um, the Will Smith reference, baby. I knew it was. Oh. <laughs> um, 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 yes, I was a child. So, so I was, I want to say I was 11 going to Miami. I just, like, Miami doesn't seem like it even oh. has parks. Like, Miami just seems like like the only park is just so a guy in a linen shirt. The only we like... went there. <laughs> the only reason we went there was we went to the Everglades and we went airboat riding out in the air Everglades. Dope. That's so which fun. Was, it was really cool. We got to feed like alligators and it was great. It was really cool. But on the way down there, because we drove down, my folks drove from Orlando down to Miami and we pulled into a gas station and <laughs> There was a group of men that had th that all were carrying guns. Oh yeah! And my mother was just like, "We're not getting out of the car. Keep driving," because <laughs> <laughs> we'd never seen guns before. Yeah. Um, wow, you really did live in rural Ireland. Get it? Get it? Yes. Of the stereotypes. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just remember. <laughs> Sneeze I've ever seen in my life. In the fact that you just, one, just one second. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. back. <laughs> Still dazed. Uh, 
Yeah, that was really violent. <laughs> oh yeah. Woof. Um it was good though. It was Doug's airboat rides. <laughs> <laughs> there were no safety checks done on that airboat. I, I get Doug, simplicity to that. I guarantee you Doug had a fucking alcohol ankle monitor for sure. Probably. Yeah. And because you have to like you have to they when they're putting you onto an airboat, they situate you according to weight distribution because it's pretty rickety piece of machinery. Um so they had me and my mom and dad up at the back, and then my brother, who's only like nine years old, had to sit by himself. Oh. And he was so afraid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um all right, Ashley's brother, go sit with this toothless man named Doug <laughs> who's got a knife. While we're out with crocodiles and alligators. alligators. Oh my god. I mean I think so afraid. Um, I think I um uh I think I love Dana Gould's bit about crocodiles and alligators. Hey, do you guys know why they uh, there's crocodiles? It's so you can be uh, being eaten by an alligator and still be wrong. And I think it's the funniest summation. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's excellent. Oh my god, is, is, is this one of those excellent. ones where you're like like I love that guy because he does not turn around material, but when he does, it's like, well, you waited for a good one, didn't you, bud? <laughs> like so really good. So funny. That is uh, really good. Uh, here's my question, guys. Do I go tomorrow to a Chili's, a Coco's, no. Ooh. you see, uh, an Outback Steakhouse? No. Uh, oh, what's the other one? There, okay, so Ashley, you may not know what these are. But I don't they're... know what any of these things are. Please walk me through all of them. So, in America, there are these <laughs> Either weird... way, my vote is Waffle House. <laughs> Waffle House. There is a Waffle House here, and don't think that that wasn't, is, is definitely on the list. Now... It is, there are these weird chain restaurants. Have you ever seen the movie Office Space? Like the flare on the vest. TGI Fridays mm. is very much one of these. And right. they're essentially like fast food for when there's been a baptism. And it's just like you sit at a weird wooden table. There's like wine sold by the glass, but it's either just red or white. Like good style family dining. And it's Chili's. Look at that, wow. huh? Huh? Doesn't that just scream a good day? Just a nice time with the kids? Huh? No. There I am. Worst. He's doing his best. Chilies. It looks okay. I don't know what it looks like inside. So. <laughs> it's just it's there's a there's oh, a John whole industry. Oh, John has muted himself. There's a whole industry of family restaurants that look exactly like that, and they're all basically like is it Frankie and Benny's? Right. In the UK. Yeah, I've never that, tried it, that. but I know what it is. It's all just sort of like um, almost affordable. Ah, the American fare. version of a Carvery. That's all I needed. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, similar in vibe. Different options, but yeah, similar in vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all terrible. They're all so bad. I remember working <laughs> at one that was called Milestones, and. Every time people came in, I was like, "Why? What are you? What are you doing here? Like, the food's not good. Even the chefs know the food's not good. We all just need to eat. That's why we're here. We're here so we can eat elsewhere. That's why we came. Right. The fuck are you doing here? <laughs> people come in four times a week. They didn't Jesus. work there. They came. They came on purpose. 
and then That's a lot insane. of moms. We got a lot of moms because all the other uh, all the other chains in BC at least went sexy. It was a weird thing where it went from like, oh, like Hooters, family eating, and then one called Cactus Club showed up, and it was all just like hot girls in short skirts and low right. lights and rock music and sports, and it was like, so this is Hooters. different, <laughs> sort of, yeah, but less like playful. It felt like it felt like a nightclub that you eat lunch in. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, it was weird, but it fucking any Hooters I've over. ever been to is amazing food. I've heard the food of Hooters is really good. It's so good. <laughs> it's like it's like how the, the the articles in Playboy used to be incredible. Like mm -hmm. they genuinely had the best writers in the world come in and write short pieces and stories and do amazing investigative journalism. Mm -hmm. And so you really could be like, I'm reading it for the articles. This is the same yeah. with Hooters. I'm here for the food. It's so good. They had Hooters in Prague. Um, and Weird I used to go there all the time because it was just so good. But also, like, I know that the staff are meant to be these kind of busty or... Yep, yeah, the they're meant to look a certain way, but they were always just so nice. Oh, nice one. Um, and that was rare in Prague. <laughs> like, <laughs> customer service does not exist for Czech people. <laughs> okay, yeah, that checks out. Um, so I used to love going there because I would get really nice customer service, and I felt like the staff actually liked me. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, so yeah, I really, really liked going there. Um. Just they had the the curly fries that they used to do were so good, and I wouldn't normally be like a hardcore curly fries kind of person, but they were really good. Nice. Yeah, I've never. I don't think I've ever eaten in a Hooters, but the, the highly so recommend. The reason that moms always used to come to the one that I worked at is we didn't go the hot route. We were still right. just like good wholesome family time, and right. so these were all new moms. They didn't want to be surrounded by a bunch of young hot ladies. Mm -hmm. in the afternoon because they would still get mad at our waitresses because our waitresses are so beautiful it's still the service industry uh mm -hmm. but we just had weird frumpy outfits and uh <laughs> and so but they would come and they would just be kind of shitty to our waitresses and order hot water and lemon and sit around for six hours and take up two tables yeah yeah it was the worst god i hate that place. <laughs> but it's changed now now it's one of the hot ones they finally gave in and they're like nope no more frumps damn yeah man Oh, um, it's a very strange industry. Speaking of like the way that society um, just takes full advantage of women for their appearances, did you know? Have you seen this Pam and Tommy series yeah. that's coming out? I haven't yeah. watched it, but I, I watched the trailer for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the story of Pamela Anderson and her one of her partners, Tommy, Tommy Lee, whoever. Tommy yeah, Lee. he was yeah. the drummer for Molly Crew. Right. I've seen that being advertised for quite a while. It caught my eye for a couple of different reasons. Um, mostly they made, uh, what's her face? Lily. Lily James. They made her look really like her. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't expect that, but they did like a yeah. good job. She looks like They did a Lily. really good job. Yeah. But I have, yeah, so I've been seeing that being advertised. And until today fully thought, oh, Pamela Anderson's probably, you know, involved in the creation of this and blah, 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 blah. Mm. She has not given her consent whatsoever, and she so. is fully, like, devastated by the fact that the series is being made without her permission. Mm. Yeah, I can see and that. And it's basically glorifying a relationship that was actually really abusive to her. Yeah, that also checks out. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes so a lot of sense. Every time you think that the world is not as bad as you think it is, think again. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely <laughs> see that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was sort of hoping that we'd get like an I Tanya out of it. Yeah. Because I when that came out, it was really like mm -hmm. Tommy Lee was like a god. Everyone mm -hmm. went, Whoa, congratulations on your huge dick and fucking Pamela Anderson. And Pamela Anderson was trash. And I was like, they're in yeah. the same movie, dude. Um, so it was a real like it was a fucking moment. Um, and she was the face of like the the fake tits, big bucks yeah. and blonde 90s era. She was the was she, she was the Baywatch. Mascot. She was, was Baywatch, she on yeah. Baywatch? Yeah, 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 she was, yeah. Um, she was um, yeah, she was discovered in Vancouver um at a BC Lions game, which is our football team. Uh the okay. she was she was on the Jumbotron because the back back when I was a kid, um Cameramen used to actively just zoom in on boobs and then put them on the jumbotron. Uh, they're not allowed to do that anymore. That so much. But I remember seeing cameramen like pointing at it in the crowd and being like, eh, eh, "Right there," and put it up there. Jesus. And that's how. And then a um, yeah, a casting agent saw her up there and figured out where she was and went and found her. Um, that's so creepy for so where, many reasons. Yeah, that's where her career came from. But because she was like the face of it, and she was already like a punchline when this came mm. out, it was extra. Like, it was like, she's exactly what we thought she was. This <sighs> dumb whore. And, uh, oh, yeah, she awful. never, she never really got a, a comeuppance. But, I mean, from the, from the preview that I saw, though, it looked like the way that they're trying to paint. I mean, I couldn't get a read on how they're doing the, the Pamela Tommy Lee relationship. But the way that they're doing it is sort of like, these people are just living their lives. And then these garbage Mm -hmm. um, it's more about the media around them, I yeah, guess. Yeah, paparazzi stole, broke into their house, stole mm -hmm. it, and then released it. Yeah, um, I get so. that that's what they're trying to do, but in the process, they're just obliterating her behind the whole thing. Yeah, like, I guess. I mean, I don't. They're I trying don't to tell the. Trying. They're trying to tell the story of what the media did, but I guess that doesn't really matter if you don't then it's it's they're becoming the thing that they're trying to what did we say the other day <laughs> we said this about something else the other day and it's like they're becoming the thing that they're denigrating okay i don't remember that <laughs> as in they're 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 making this series about how mm. the media treated these people but but by doing that and by not like having permission and stuff like that they're doing the same thing Okay, I actually I wanted to talk about this as well. Let me see if I can guess the subject. Are we talking about the Pam and Tommy? Yes. We are, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's my one question. How did Seth Rogen's company, who's behind this, get the rights to their name and likeness to make the show? They didn't. But then that's they, what they I'm talking about. They will have had to get the rights to that. They they the lawyers wouldn't have let them make it. You they wouldn't have called them by their real names. Their names without the rights to that. You have. To that's what's hinky about it. Is they well then? I'm I'm going to bet that she somehow was tricked into signing away those rights years ago. But it's not. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. That feels like a Pamela Lee thing to do. But, but um, it's, what, and if, what, if if what I saw is true, that she thinks that uh, Tommy's kind of being glorified in it, maybe he has signed away some rights to do this so that it's portrayed in a certain way yeah it's it, possible it is possible but it's still like and again i i think it's super fucked up and it kind of ruined because i was like i was so looking forward to the story because it's so mm -hmm. fascinating and weird and i'm like eh. but it's just one of those things where i go it's not pamela anderson is very is a very shrewd business person like she's 
It's one of the so it's there it's was, basically the reason I brought it up was that the whole time I've been seeing the ads for this, I assumed she had some sort of involvement or yeah. like whatever, but she doesn't. She's there's she's been quoted as being like, I'm devastated that this has been made without my my approval or something like this. I'm just so I Let just I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I'm just I'm just I just I, I feel like and this isn't a like trying I just am like I feel like there's a piece missing as to how they were able to do it. I.e. like yeah. did they sign over mm -hmm. rights to a book sold the book right like you know what i mean like it's just one of those things where i'm like i feel like there's something missing mm -hmm. yeah from from it like even if it was yeah tommy did it but it's like that wouldn't make sense because they're like they're literally like pamela anderson of pamela anderson being pamela anderson like yeah. it's very yeah that's very but that's suitable. what i mean is like i feel like she must have been tricked into doing it years ago yeah there we go uh yeah so this is buzzfeed news which is shockingly credible so so credible um, it's it's uh fan, fans are threatening to boycott a tv show uh centering on pamela anderson's stolen sex tape after reports claimed she feels violated by the unauthorized retelling of her trauma which is sort of i mean john you actually you probably remember these too but uh there was like a big wave in sort of like the late 90s early 2000s of like the unauthorized yes. celebrity biography but this didn't they like this for like new media but but didn't they then have to like to get around it would be like like, they would never be like, it's Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. They'd be like, it's Tommy from that band. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? And like, they, and again, I may be totally wrong on all of this. It just, it feels crazy that this could happen. Like, it's one of those things where if it's literally just, there's no laws, you can just make a movie called like Chris Betts Diarrhea Eater and just make it about Chris Betts eating diarrhea. And, and he does not. 2022. Yeah, exactly. We will be made. I just am fascinated by it. I mean, the whole thing is so wild. Like, so, especially mm -hmm. that, like, it Tommy appears that Lee. neither were involved in the creation of the project, says here. I'm just sort yeah. of skimming through. Sorry, John. Um, the one I'm reading was from uh, Entertainment Tonight. Ba -da 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 -da. And I don't know how reliable oh that God. is. It's, it's, oh, it's literally just, just showed online. up here. <laughs> what was that? What? ET Online? Yeah, that's Entertainment Tonight. It oh, was yeah. like a news magazine so, show that was all just celebrity oh, stuff. Christopher, it's okay. still so very probably much not is. reliable either. I, that. incredible. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty, I have to say, like, they're as reliable as any celebrity-centric tabloid, but they, you know, I, I won't sit here and have you say that Mary, the, the house Mary Hart built is anything but rep, uh, reputable. Yeah, they basically won't like they'll they'll never tell you any hard truths about it because they still want to interview the people when they release of course. the movie because that's their bread yeah. and butter. But you know they'll get they'll get the middle stuff right. Yeah, ahead um, uh, of the biopics, highly anticipated premiere. A source close to Pamela Anderson told Entertainment Tonight that she is finding the retelling of her trauma incredibly painful. Uh, upcoming has been very painful for them. Anyone loves her. It's shocking the series is allowed to happen without her approval. But also, it's like, yeah, I'm still sticking on the how is it because. Yeah, Pamela would sue them. Pamela would yeah. absolutely sue them. Yeah, I wonder. I'm so curious how that happened. It's better life, Burgery, but I, I've said this it is such a fucking BuzzFeed way to format this goddamn article. I know. Oh my god, I was yeah. um, I was doing some research for a future true crime podcast episode, and like I love BuzzFeed News, but when you read about the like their business model was to invent listicles and how they did it yeah. and who they mm -hmm. got to do it. Is so you're like, oh, can nothing be fun? Can no yeah. company be just like, we wanted to just uh, show people more cute cats. It's like, no, we, we needed a better way to get people's identities. Fuck. <laughs>
Yeah, it's pretty fucking gross. Oh my god, this is such a '90s photo. Look at look at Courtney Love. Hello, Courtney, mid heroin. Oh god. Um, one of the best parts of the No Effects book, by the way, is uh, the drummer of No Effects and Courtney Love had a torrid romance when they were both just junkies living in L.A. And one of them goes, "I only lost the voice a couple of years ago when I found out they were sleeping together." Smelly is the name of the drummer called and went, hey, man, I'm not going to make it to practice. And then I just heard Courtney Love's voice down the phone. Uh, You're a bad baby. Put on your diaper. And he just went, I got to go. I got to go put on my diaper. And then just put it on the phone. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, if you're looking for an incredibly dark and harrowing, really crazy story, the No Effects book the hepatitis bathtub and other stories. If you're thinking of a fun romp through punk rock, guess again. The first Not two what hundred, came to mind to the be first, honest. First, the first 200 pages are so much, and then another gang showed up. Like, And then that van got burned down. Like, you're just like, oh Jeez. god, you poor boys. Um, it's pretty great. I, um, I, yeah, I just want, here's the thing I want. I wish there was a lawyer in the chat who could be like, here's how they did it. Because what right. I'm leaning towards is like there's some hinky, weird, show busy thing that they did or did not do. Like a story like that, you can file a thing that says like I'm gonna make it, and you have to file like you have to like block it within 90 days. Like there's gotta be oh, something. Oh, like like planning permission where you're gonna build yeah, like in your neighborhood I, and you gotta post it on the fence or something. Like I feel like it's something really stupid like that. Or maybe because it's, maybe it was just sort of such a big story that they're able to be like, this is culture. This is bigger than you. This is we're talking about a moment that was culturally significant and therefore is outside of your remit to stop us. Like maybe it's that. Maybe because like, actually, do you remember? You may have been too young. Do you remember this whole saga? Do you know? No, no, I was too young. It was like it was as Huge. reported as nine eleven. Like it was mm -hmm. like so fucking big, and yeah. like and is the reason by the way Kim Kardashian is famous. Like let's like. Kim Kardashian yeah, it was, it got was the to, original sex tape. It was the, the original, original sex tape. Yeah. yeah. I I am, you know, I know who Pamela Anderson is and I'm aware of it. Oh, I just you don't, didn't remember. Okay. You have to understand the this. details. Before widespread internet porn, Pamela like they would literally every 2 years society would just pick a woman and it would be like we want to fuck her and then it would just be mm -hmm. like her in a bathing suit. Her slicing bread. Like, it was fucking gross. Fucking love mm -hmm. sliced bread. Who doesn't? Yeah, cut it. Mm. <laughs> it's the best invention. Um, crusts off, baby. Like, Pamela Anderson was on Baywatch, but basically it was just like, she would be on various TV shows, and it's like, hey, come watch this, Pamela Anderson. You might see your boobs. And everyone was like, <laughs> might. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, we'd all just sort of sit and wait for them to pop out and hope the editor didn't catch it. Yeah. Like, that's... And that was... And, ah, and those same people went on to invent Google. Like, the same person that was like, eh, eh, she's getting in the shower on Baywatch is then like, oh, we better uh, we better call our building Building 43 so people think that we're very successful. Yeah, it was a weird time. And then she released Barbed Wire. Like, she made... Oh, yeah. She, she, was, she sort of reminds me of um, Marilyn Monroe in that way. And, I mean, she obviously actively tried to mirror Marilyn Monroe in a bunch of ways. But just mm. went, oh, everyone wants to fuck me? All right, I'm going to give you as close as you can get. Yeah. And make all the money. 
mm-hmm. all the fucking money. I'm gonna make barbed wire and I'm gonna wear basically nothing. And every now and then I'm gonna show up in Playboy. Every yeah, now and yeah, then. Yeah. Just enough that I'm gonna keep I- you in there. And she was just like, if you wanna fuck me, I wanna be rich. So let's strike a deal. Also, um, she also had two kids with Tommy Lee, both of whom I followed on Instagram for a good portion of lockdown one because it would just be like fun things around there because they were all living with Tommy Lee in his palatial uh, estate. And occasionally they'd just all be smoking together in the garage and Tommy Lee's wife would would comment on the post, no smoking. And it just (laughs) brought me such joy. It's like, "Ah, Tommy Lee, yeah, you think you're fucking tough, bud? Um, but yeah, I I just I now want ah oh, I now want a mini series about them making this mini series with Pamela Anderson being like no. Yeah, I'm really curious. Did you know oh. that Tommy Lee now has a big Chinese character on his face? I did know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. It. I just saw a picture of it. I did not know that. He got oh, it in no. lockdown. If you guys remember Vine, this is uh, his wife is one of the most famous Vine stars, Brittany Furlong. No idea who that is. Neither do I. Never uh, Look at the I, size of that fucking tattoo on his of cheek. Of course. It's of course. so big. Like, do you have to understand? That man is a moron. Like, he's oh, God, a yeah. fucking... Has... Okay, who in the chat has read The Dirt by Motley Crue? Their, their, their self-penned autobiography. <laughs> no. It's I, called... I remember seeing it in the house. <laughs> it's Call Me Ishmael is Tommy Lee's first chapter, which is where he just says, dude, so many times, it's the first sentence. It's just <laughs> one dude, and then he just asks a bunch of questions about what Nikki Six put in his chapter, and that's the first chapter. And you're like, oh, that that author, that, that author worked hard to get that. That author was like, I gotta get something out of this guy. And he's like, dude, oh, wild. Absolutely fucking nuts, man. I, uh, I, I watched the, the Von Dutch documentary. Have you watched that? <gasps> I haven't watched that yet. Ashley, Ashley, again, I, we're, we're grabbing on a week. These like cultural touchstones, which Ashley like may have totally missed because you were just like a cool rebellious teen in rural Ireland. Just, you know, yeah, just sat in a tent while two of your friends have a root. Um, mm. So Von Dutch, are you ready? Well, actually, wait, Ashley, when you say, we hear the words Von Dutch, what do you think? I specifically remember a girl in my class having a Von Dutch t-shirt that was ripped to up to underneath the boobs. Yeah. Oh no. And like child. No. ripped down the front. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, that's Gross. that's what comes to mind. I it was a brand, but that's the only thing I know about it. So I haven't watched this. I didn't know anything about it. All I know is I started the documentary, and within five minutes, there's a guy smoking crack in an RV. So I was just like, "I'm I'm circling back. I'll be back." Yeah, lights up on camera. Do you mind? I just need a quick. Yeah, hit. helps back to it. Helps with the pain. Also, it's, if you're smoking crack to help with pain, <laughs> yeah. rehab time, buddy. I don't think you can afford it. Um, the uh, uh, but in the documentary, Tommy Lee features pretty big because he's the reason Von Dutch got big. It was right. during his MTV Cribs that uh, one of the guys that worked for Von Dutch happened to be like at his house getting fucked up with him. And the MTV Cribs crew just showed up. And the guy Von Dutch saw an opportunity and he was like, put on this t-shirt. And so throughout the whole thing, he's wearing a fucking Von Dutch t-shirt. And that's what made everyone see it and start buying it. So it's weird that like, they were these idiots. Yeah. And managed mm-hmm. to just be at the center of everything, despite being so fucking stupid. 
you can see it in the, he's in the clip for like five minutes and it's like you might be the dumbest person i've seen on camera in 10 years oh my god they're yeah they're, well they're, what they are is they're just like la la has this weird sort of thing of like there's such a like vibe of like like hustle to get ahead find an angle find an angle find an angle there are a lot of these guys that are really good at finding the angle but have no product or skill like they just are like if i had a hat i'd be able to give it to george clooney he'd wear it i have a million dollars i don't have a hat or access to george clooney and it's like mm -hmm. okay so you have nothing um yet you paid me it's so bizarre oh such a weird wet and wild world um so i'm reading something about this is one of the articles that um, Diamond Geyser just put into the chat, and it's how is it okay for Hulu to retell Pamela Anderson's story without her permission? Oh, I was so hoping because you had an intense look of someone reading and typing, <laughs> and I was like, I really hope she's got an answer for this because I'm like, I cannot uh -huh. figure this out. Oh, so Chris, I'm still not on. really sure, but basically, that one little Damn part it. of this says. In the 1990s, Anderson and her then-husband, Tommy Lee, had their LA home robbed and a private video mm -hmm. was published for Mass Consumption and Profit. And yeah. now Hulu are selling that story. So because that was a public story already, yeah, that's what I, thought. I think but they don't have to... They don't have to get they, anything. They don't have to get any permissions or anything like that yeah and it might be you know it might be that that simpsons thing that i think i brought up a few times on here where they make that story about bart uh mm -hmm. and uh homer turns to marge and he goes when are we getting paid for this and she goes fox said they changed it just enough that they don't have to pay us mm -hmm. <laughs> and i was like yeah they might have just done that and hulu apparently also made a documentary on travis scott's astroworld festival tragedy where 10 people were crushed to death already <laughs> yeah Wow. Um, and that, that came out a mere month after the tragedy. So this article is just like whether public or private events, like they deserve to be treated with empathy, kindness, and they just don't seem to be getting that. Mm. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything else in this document, in this article. Will the Pam and Tommy documentary go into the time when uh, Pamela Anderson married Kid Rock? Uh, and then, and then he in Guitar World magazine. I doubt it. I'd say it's just about how the media went and stole this. Like I'd say that's how they're getting away with it. Is that it's not about their private lives. It's about what happened to like yeah. this media thing that happened. This leaking of the tape. I hope though that they also that's just include gonna... her and Borat. Oh my god, that's something. exactly what I was going to talk about. <laughs> her appearance in Borat ended her marriage with Kid Rock because. She didn't tell him because she couldn't tell anyone. They were like, don't tell anyone. Yeah. yeah. And then they broke up. And then he talked about how being a vegetarian makes you a fucking pussy uh, in Guitar World magazine. And uh, and then uh, she yelled at him in like public, was like, and he's attacking my lifestyle in notable publications like Guitar World magazine. And I was like, Pamela, I understand your lifestyle should not be assaulted. No one is getting their news from Kid Rock in mm -hmm. Guitar World magazine. Um, I Okay, but here's... Oh, man. Um, here's the annoying thing about the world is there's so many... Much like being a businessman in Los Angeles, everyone just works angles, but no one explains it. Because I just want to know... I don't know. Here's my question. I don't know if I can bring myself to watch... Ah! watch this series and I, it's what I've been looking forward to for months now. Like I feel like mm. it's been ruined. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I feel very disappointed by it, especially because I really like Sebastian Stan, and I was. Oh, I can't imagine feeling strongly in any direction about Sebastian Stan. Here's, I think, why <laughs> such a nothing dude. To me. But Chris, here's why. Oh, like, there's nothing, but, nothing about his jawline. <laughs> that's the thing is, I don't think that we are. Um, um, we don't um, uh, want him. We don't want to sit on his face and see what the contours of that jaw feel against our upper thighs. You know what our I'm penis. saying? Our our that's correct. Yeah. I do hate that word and hate whenever it's used. Mm -hmm. That's why I used it. Yeah. Oh, sure. You did a great it's a job. Terrible word. It's so terrible bad. Terrible word. I was enjoying Mom's the image until you said it. Until uh, you no, said that word. Ashley, are you ready for a sentence you're going to hate? No, oh, no. Come no, no. quick. Come quick. Come quick. Please don't. Can you still hear me? Stop it. Yep. I can still hear you. Come quick. Someone has diarrhea on my pubis. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I knew it was going to be bad. I just didn't know how bad. I have a question for you. Was it made worse by me saying come quick? Because I felt that yes. that was the worst part. Because it was like I honestly, a little part of me was just like, wait, is that it? Because that's bad. Yeah. I have a lot of I have a lot of questions. <laughs> but about I also that knew it was going somewhere else. Who are you asking to come? What do you mean? Someone has diarrhea on my pubis. Great question. <laughs> I, I do not know who that person is. <laughs> I have an answer. Uh, this is a this is a GSA situation. Multiple people could have. But I didn't actually see the stream. It was more just sort of that thing of, you know, I think we all know that when you're, you know, you're dabbling in a bit of the old GS, there's a lot of holes in places you weren't expecting. So you can't necessarily blame one individual for a a, a pubis diarrhea situation. Uh, can and we then stop talking about this. <laughs> we can in just one second. I just need to quickly just, I just corroborate. I just got to quickly uh, uh, answer Chris's question. Uh, and so I was just asking uh, the person closest to the sink if they could uh, quickly pop over with a nice moist towel and help me dab off the uh, aforementioned diarrhea off of my aforementioned fuel buzz. You dab diarrhea? I'm more of a wiper. I disagree. No, you don't really. I don't think that's gonna. Cut. I love no. I see. I love how I'm just like straight into the shower. So I'm not gonna create laundry in this well, situation. You, Madam, wipe, you wouldn't wipe some first, just so that you don't create a trail on the way to the exactly. shower. Exactly, and also you, you got to get rid of the, the main body of it. And madam, you must remember, I'm engaged in GS. Yes. So the, sh the shower is occupied by the people that love a little shower that's golden because they're considerate. There you go. No. And as we all, and as you, as we all know, you can't just barge into the bathroom at an orgy. You have to, no. and you got to hope that that's you not part it. of someone's no. sex game. Yes. No. I actually need the shower. <laughs> what oh, are you no, going to do? Someone diarrhea on your pubis? <laughs> yeah. <it's> a, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> why else would you uh, need the shower in an orgy? Yeah. yeah why else? Yeah. It's the only reason. I uh, oh, no. I've, would you like to hear an orgy joke? I've never been able to get off the ground, which is about me wanting to go, going, getting invited to yes. that orgy, and then being told I can't go because I'd be late. Oh, that's a, it's been a big week, <laughs> um, and it uh, the one thing I always I always tried to make fun, work was I like I'm glad I didn't go because when I'm at a party I'm kind of anxious anyway, so I just end up hanging out in the kitchen, mm -hmm. and you know that the people in the kitchen at the orgy, like. They're getting up to some fucking nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like, but did yeah. you actually hang out in the kitchen during an orgy? No, I never have. I just was assuming that the kitchen is a wild zone. Wasn't it? I'm gonna I'm gonna put the name that I'm remembering 
in the private <laughs> chat. No, I've never, I have never attended. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, what are you? I had a this is a story from something else. I no. thought, I thought that this was a story for you. I must be conflating two stories. That's all. It's I've just combined I mean, two things. The idea of an orgy at that gentleman's house. The the the. Bleh, bleh. Yeah. Who is oh, yeah. Julian Matt. Assange? You don't know who Julian Assange is? No. Oh, there is nothing straight, white, or male about you, is there, Ashley? My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. He's the guy that started I mean, WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. Um, and then uh, he lived in the Ecuadorian embassy in London for years because he okay. was Sweden was trying to extradite him on a, uh, a sex abuse, uh, a sexual assault charge from years ago that his supporters thought was a trumped up charge because uh, he had released a lot of uh, documents. It was like he was Edward Snowden before Edward Snowden. He's the reason um, he's he's right. how Edward Snowden got that stuff out. Like yeah. he was that okay. like the conduit for it. Um, yeah. I see. Yeah. So a lot of people saw him as a political prisoner, um, including Ecuador. That's why they let him live there for fucking years. Yeah. They let um, him. Okay. He, li he lived yeah. there for almost as long as I lived in the UK. We basically lived in London for the same amount of time. Um, it's an incredibly complex story, uh, and right now he's trying to fight extradition to the United States because if he gets here, I feel like he's going to end up in the same jail cell as Jeffrey Epstein. Like, oh, he hung, mm -hmm. he hung himself. Oh no, yeah, he's not. He's not long for this world. Um, um, also, weirdly, one of the uh, he's also a Bitcoin multi-millionaire. That checks out. I could see that. He's still. Yeah. He's still. He's still very much like he was a. A, a prolific hacker, from what I understand, before yeah, yeah, yeah. leaks happened. So he's uh, he's tuned into those communities. He will have and and during it was, because, it was because the U.S. government blocked credit card companies from processing payments for WikiLeaks. So the only thing they could mm -hmm. use was Bitcoin. In the so originally people were giving him like here's ten bitcoins for doing what you did, and now that's worth like Galuga. So yeah, yeah, he's doing that's half a million dollars right there. Yeah, I mean he's not doing great. He's in fucking um, I think Broadmarsh. Um, and his lawyers fighting. It's also he went crazy. They kicked him out of the Ecuadorian embassy because he kept shitting on the wall. Like it's because he didn't go outside for ten years. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh, because yeah. he was just hiding it out in the embassy. Yeah. So yeah. he was he was literally as soon as he stepped out. He would bear in mind he was literally yeah he sat he sat in two rooms in fucking Knightsbridge behind Harrods for ten for like seven years. Mm. That's awful. Yeah. I miss. I used to be able used to be able to know where he was because there would always be a cop car parked in front of the Ecuadorian embassy in London, and you could just. Right. There's a great um, video of Bobby Mayer because uh, they. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. They took away his internet for a while, and Bobby just stood outside of the Ecuadorian embassy with a megaphone, just googling things for Julian Assange. <laughs> really. Yeah. It was very that silly, and he would just yell out. <laughs> They're making oh a documentary about Pamela and Tommy Lee. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Oh, my God. What a wild. That's so wild. That's so crazy that that's so long. It's crazy that Ashley is a, like a very well-read adult, and you just were too young for the WikiLeaks thing. Young, yeah. Like they were, they were the ones that showed, um, they leaked, a, the big one that they leaked that people finally like were like, what the fuck is WikiLeaks? It's the was, band tip. Uh, yeah. They released video of uh, American helicopter shooting people that they knew to be journalists and to be unarmed. Um, they just shot wow. it. They were right next to a building. I, like, I still remember the footage, uh, and that was one where people went, um, uh, and then everything else sort of blew up because they released millions of documents that were yeah. top secret. Um, just, but that just a couple of people went, Ugh. 
a couple of quick clarifications. I believe it was a uh, an airplane, not a helicopter, which is even scarier. So they couldn't actually see them. Mm. And they didn't know they were journalists, but they did know they were unarmed. They just knew that they were in a van and they'd had reports that suicide bombers were in vans. Oh, these guys were on the on the ground. They weren't in a van. They were just shot. Standing but but it's that fame. But it's the famous yeah. WikiLeaks tape where you hear the guy go and hit him again and hit him again. And literally everyone's on the ground dead. Mm. And there's this voice going, hit him again, hit him again. And like, you can just, like, and it's like, you got him guys. You yeah. fucking got him. Like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it was, it was real bad. The American president was furious. Yes. Uh, my favorite part of that whole saga, which was, and they very quickly backtracked from this is one of the arguments against WikiLeaks is like, you know, you're just helping the terrorists recruit by mm. exposing all of the things we're doing. And everyone was like, so if you hadn't done them, and there was yeah. no video, there would be no more new recruits. And they were like, uh, you're being rude. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, yeah, it was real so bad. Did you see that the, 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 it's crazy that this is news, but the head of the DOJ today said, um, uh, ask the army to pay more attention so that they don't keep killing civilians. <laughs> he said officially at a press conference, you got to start taking civilians seriously. You can't just keep killing these people. I mean, I really like Merrick Garland. What fucking report did he just read that he was like, can oh, you no, go he's, he's the attorney general. It's the, the head of the DOJ. It's a different Oh, guy. so they're just going through the, they're going through various lawsuits and information. They were like, we need to get out of this. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a, uh, the, yeah, I guess like the head of the armed forces basically held a press conference because they had that um, Syrian drone strike um, where they killed 10, oh, yeah. 15 civilians recently. Mm -hmm. um, and so hell. last year or something. And so, uh, so yeah, so the head of the army had to come out and be like, "Hey guys, cut it out, you know? Just soldiers from now on. At least yeah. do your best." It was basically, guys, "Come on, do your best. Just just give it a shot." Yeah. Who among us hasn't had what I like to call a classic whoopsie? But what mm. I'm saying is, let's let's put a little R before our thoughts, huh? Respectful thoughts. Mm. Um, um I argue that they're all the evil. America's <laughs> just in charge right now. Whoever takes over will be just yeah. as bad, if not worse. This is one of the things I always get. I do get a bit like oh, America's the most evil, and I'm like, no, it's all, it's all very, it's way it's too everyone. much power consolidated. Top of the pile right now. That's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and also, by the way, I got news for you. If I thought about this, I was trying to write a joke about this. We're all lucky. Canada's not the top of the pile because Canada Canadians in the soul have a bit of a petulance and are like, well, get guess what we can do. So I feel like that there would be like. Yeah, Canada would have gone nuclear war with Russia over the fact they keep taking our flag off the North Pole, which is a okay. thing only, only Canadians care about. And everyone's like, it doesn't mean it's yours. It just means that you both have flags on it, you weird, weird countries. And it's like, yeah, but we're better, though, right? I used to I used to have this shit that I could never get British people on board with when I was talking about how they don't matter anymore. And, uh, and I was like, I but am. that's good, though. <laughs> That's good. You don't want to matter. Look at what you have to do to matter. Do you want to be fucking America, Russia, or China? Is that who you want to be? You know what yes. Those guys are? Just lay in the cut with Canada. It's dope not to matter. You can just have a nice time. Um, people don't like to think that they don't matter, though. Yeah. Especially British people. They get so well, upset. I told you I broke Toby Haydock's heart on Go a ahead. Zoom show. Go ahead. Uh, so Toby runs Excess Malarkey, and I love Toby. Uh, and I was here and I was doing... I think you did uh, tell us this and I don't, I, I just don't remember it though. I don't remember it at all. He asked me um, in the, so you do for XS online, uh, they, you do the set and then they interview you for about 10, 15 minutes. And during the interview part, he went, um, he was like, so what do Canadians think of the whole Brexit thing? And I was like, buddy, nobody thinks about you. 
Yeah, no. You don't even come up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I had to tell him about the, that I did a show. I did a set right as Brexit happened, and I went on stage furious. I was in Vancouver, and I was like, they fucking voted to leave. And the whole crowd looked at me like, who voted what? Yeah. And I was like, England Brexit? They're like, never heard of it. I was like, all right, here's a joke about a fucking wishing well, I guess. And the look That's on his face so and good. the whole chat, everybody was just like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, you don't matter. Nobody yeah. talks about you. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You do not factor in. You're Michael Caine. You're Michael Caine. You're late stage Michael Caine. We bring you in every now and then to class up an otherwise <laughs> garbage project. Oh, well done. <laughs> I'm a Michael Caine, um, class of this garbage project. <laughs> I completely, I completely agree with it. I got into an argument with, I believe it was Roger Monkhouse and Paul Tonkinson, because I, I said, because they were like, well, we're worried about England not being relevant. And I went, England hasn't been relevant since the seventies. You're not important yeah. at all. And they were like, that's not true. And I went, it's a hundred percent true. You're not a significant nation. You're resting off the Lord. And I went, and Brexit has killed that. You will be Greece in 30 years. Like it's yeah. everyone in the sound of my voice in England, move now. Like you're fucked because especially in England, there's a huge portion of people that vote and they're literally voting because they want the empire to come back. I remember asking during a show because British people were like, no, we matter. And I was just, I was just working out new stuff. And I was like, let's take a poll. And I asked the people that weren't from Canada, or not from, not from Canada, that weren't from the UK in the crowd. I was like, where, where are you from? They're like Spain. I was like, how often do you talk about England? It's like, never. Literally has never come up in yeah, And I turned and people were like, we're from Brazil. I was like, how often do you talk about England? Never. How often do you talk about America? All the time. That's Here's, excellent. Here's the faster way of doing that, by the way, if you want to uh, really prove the point, which is just ask anyone who's not in or lived in England who the prime minister is. Yeah, nobody knows. It's, I mean, and Diamond's trying to get us. The only Canadian politician we hear about is Trudeau, and 80% of that is blackface. We never said we, we matter. We, we never we, said he mattered. We proudly don't. That's we, the thing. Yeah. yeah, we don't. Like, it's one of the, and it's also by you the way. who I heard about the other day that's done blackface that you wouldn't suspect. John? Was it John? It was a me? John. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I definitely. I. Uh, he Never agreed to play piano at an improv show. He wanted to look professional, so he <laughs> uh, tried to black up to look like Louis uh, Armstrong. Who Chris, plays the trumpet? It's not even the right instrument. Chris, you're misremembering the story. I was already in blackface, and they needed someone to play the piano. Uh, yeah. I trusted you more. I understand. Exactly. They were like, uh, well, okay. you must know how to play. And I was like, well, I'm not blind. <laughs> um, um, well, this was just, I, I heard about it, was uh, feminist novelist Virginia Woolf. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah. What about what about feminist novel? Uh, uh, blackface. Did blackface? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but everyone, like, everyone on the reg. Yeah, they um, they Ashley. they dressed up as I think Saudi Arabians. Sure. To get into some sort of event. I don't like. I don't know, but it oh. worked. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you are aware that oh, yes, it, comes in knowing Egyptians. Egyptians. There we go. Um, uh, you are aware that there was a television program on the BBC called The Black and White Minstrel Show, and it was taken off of the air in the 90s. Mm. And right there, I always just go like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. Uh, an old roommate of Chris and I's when I was moving to the States went, America is the most racist country on the planet. And I went, very racist place. Yeah. Did not have a TV show called The Black and White Minstrel Show until the 90s. And then it was like, 
And again, England's empire was founded on racism and greed. Yeah, and, and also greed. and also wanting to be able to fuck boys on a boat. That was but the third deciding, reason. But deciding who owns the greed. That's what they always said. All rooted in racism. Well, yeah. I mean, my well, this is the one thing I always find interesting about the British Empire in particular is I don't know why, like, regular, like, because like, you'll get a lot of, like, working-class English people are like, the Empire's coming back! And be like, you know you don't get a benefit of that. You know you'll just be put on a boat and you have to go get, you'll have to be go and get disrespected in the Bahamas. Like, yeah, you, you, fucking, that time. you know that you they all... tried to enslave you in America too, right? You're just too lazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, yeah. These guys won't stop just work. They just smoking and talking about I don't know what's a football team, Arsenal. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> See, there we did it. <laughs> I uh, I have a uh, feeling I'm gonna be for a long time. I'll drive. All right, when he comes back, um, I want you all to know I've been holding a post plane shit for about half an hour, and it's starting to really affect my emotions. Ashley, have you ever held in a shit? And then you start to get like a sense of dread and concern. Yes. It's the weirdest one. Cause it's, I for a long time didn't know they were connected. I just would be like, Oh, every once in a while, I just have a deep sense of foreboding. And then I take a big shit and I'm okay. Yeah. That's, that's a physiological thing that happens. <laughs> Do you want, the longer you you're holding onto a poo, the more toxins are getting refiltered back through your body. I um I once uh, I was a vegetarian for many years and I went to like a very old relative's house and I was I was a vegetarian from 2006 till 2011. I have a question. Go ahead. Why did you start eating meat again? I was doing the San Francisco comedy competition and the we literally had 10 minutes to get food and it was a super stressful situation and we stopped at an In-N-Out burger and I was like do you have anything vegetarian and they went we can give you a burger without the patty. And I just went, just give me the fucking burger. And I ate it. And I was like, this is good. I'm back. Um, <laughs> Fair but enough. A, a few years before that, I was at an old relative's house for lunch. And she gave me a ham sandwich. And I hadn't had like processed meat in four years. And so I ate it. And then I spent the rest of the day like uncontrollably crying, unable yeah. to figure out what's wrong with me. And <laughs> then I... <laughs> and then I shit what felt and looked like a bunch of perfectly greasy black spheres, and I've never felt better in my entire life. <laughs> they looked like a bunch of tennis balls crafted out of tar. That is horrific. Oh, it was awful. I could, I could. It was in the forum in Montreal, is where I did this shit. And you could smell the toilet I had destroyed from the hallway. And it was a four-minute walk to the bathroom. I have to comment on this from Matt. We all have that one poo we can remember. I have so if more, it's only one, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it's only one, you're doing well. <laughs> uh, so many standout poos. Most of there, which I've detailed. Oh, my God. On this show. <laughs> there was one time in a hotel room, it was so many logs, I just knew it was going to clog the toilet. So before I, I flushed, I called down and was like, I'm going to need a... It's gonna clog the toilet. Yeah, I, just, I called for the plumber before I flushed. What am I, a fucking fool? Chris, yeah. we're talking about you... shitting. I just told yeah. Ashley about the time I, the uh, I, ate some, I ate some ham and then shit a bunch of tar spheres out of my asshole. Cool. Did you sell it as like chewing tobacco? No, 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 no. But it did make everyone walk by that hall. The, you know the hallway that went to the bathroom in the forum going to the comedy nest? Yep. 
Okay, the smell had made it to there, and I just remember walking out for a cigarette. And That's watching. a long way. Yeah, it's a long way, it's a isn't long it? Way. Long way. That's a three-minute walk. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that's why I'm repeating it for when you're here. And I remember seeing the crowd walk through the smell, and they all went. <laughs> and there was like, even if I was like, "That was me," they'd be like, "When? How?" Yeah. Like I'm just like, yeah. I remember doing one in in Grumpy's, and I sat down next to my my friend Sean Hogan, who's been on the show, I believe. Sat down to my buddy, and Sean just went, "What the." F- fuck is that smell and it was so bad that it was like in my clothes like it had lingered i had to go stand outside for five minutes oh, that's good <laughs> let the wind clean me off before i could oh, come back no. in. um my uh, person oh yeah pers- diamond we did it. the argument was that you guys were still doing it in the 90s that was the thing it's not that you were the only people doing it it was that you did yeah it in yeah, the yeah, 90s. yeah yeah and also i i also a diamond geyser is the best because diamond geyser very much agrees with everything we're saying but still has a touch of like I see what you're saying, but as an English person, I may have to defend some small points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, I get that. That's, you can't yeah, talk course. about my mom that way. I exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. No, no, I get it. But it's just, yeah. it's again, it's my favorite part. Like, it's also the thing of, and this bit used to piss people off so much, which was like, what's worse, Brexit or Trump? Brexit's worse. You can't shoot Brexit. Eventually, they're going <laughs> to shoot Trump. This is an excellent <laughs> poop story. I held in poo for so long. Steve Mooney, I held in poo for so long once. That once I got to the bathroom, I had to oh. put my knees together and quickly waddle backwards to the toilet. <laughs> like he's doing the twist, just chubby checker. But here's my question. Have you guys ever missed your opportunity with the shit? Like it's gone way back up into your body? Yeah. It's so yeah. disappointing. You feel you know so you're going to be ambushed again later. Oh. So you I had, feel so sick. Yeah. I had one where it was like, you know, I felt like a nice big, like a couple of big boys that would make this noise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Roughy toughy stuff. Yeah. And then I went and got really drunk. Hate that. Hate that. I, went, I really <laughs> despise it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went and got drunk, and I uh, I was drinking a lot of uh, uh, beer in a bar that they hadn't cleaned the lines. Ooh. So you so you're gonna get diarrhea. So what happened was I ended up getting diarrhea and like a big shit at the same time. It was really weird. Like it was like it was using exactly. It was like two. St- it was like the perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was uh, wonderful. If mm. we're not laughing, we're learning. Your colon mm. can only hold spasm for so long at a time. Facts. Wow, I didn't realize it was the colon. I just sort of figured the shit was like, all right, not my time. I'll stay here. Love this slug and bird shot. Give it both barrels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel seen by Boomstickery. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, they know. They, Very silly. They get it. So, guys, who's excited for me to do a show in Florida? I predict I'm definitely going to accidentally bring up QAnon. Oh my I'm god! Recording it. Have you oh, seen I any will. flags yet? No, yeah, but I'm, fingers crossed. Uh, nice. I totally have buried the lead. Guess. What nonsense I saw at the airport yesterday that shows how scary travel is happening. Oh, dear. A near fistfight between a TSA agent and a... Any guesses? Uh, disabled veteran. Very close. Fuck. Ashley? A homeless person? Also very close, but no, another TSA agent. Wow. <laughs> Over what? I don't know, but because I, I only like I was gathering my stuff and I heard a lot of shouting and I was like, I don't need to turn. I've heard, seen shouting before. And then I just heard like like hand slam on metal. 
but seriously. And I was like, okay, now I got to see where this goes. <laughs> and it was two TSA agents being like, literally like, I don't know you want, you want my, you want to do this? You want to do this, Bert? You want to do it? And I was like, whoa, like getting like heated. Other like agents are kind of like doing the tap. And then they realize that they're like essentially the police of the airport. And they were like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. And because it's America. I'll see you tomorrow. Literally one guy walks away. Another guy is stood there. um, And of course, one person's waiting for a question. Doesn't even wait a fucking beat. And like literally one guy's still walking away and just goes, ah, excuse me. If you're done speaking to your colleague, I would like to get my bag. I need to get to Little Rock. I was like, (laughs) I don't think you do, madam. Madam, I'm going to say. Who watches The Watchmen? John does. Yes, that's right. John does. (laughs) That's actually true. I am the oversight for TSA, which is why they are in the state that they are. Who's supposed to be monitoring this? One comedian from Canada. He lives in Los Angeles, and he does not care. He does he not believe. Not doing his best. He does not believe in the mission of our institution. He feels that they are uh, overzealous um, uh, pigs that are unnecessarily bothering travelers, and they have accomplished nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they'd be hard pressed to argue that. Yeah. Also, I say this. I say if you, uh, I was thinking about this yesterday, which is I think drug smuggling on planes is allowed, but the person who's smuggling the drugs has to have taken a lot of the drug first. That's how you, (laughs) and if you can make it through the flight, you get to smuggle drugs. So if like you're smuggling like, like 10 pounds of cocaine in your bag, you have to do five lines right before you enter the airport and you have to you you have to get through your flight without any incidents or disturbance and i think that that would be like because you'd be like why is that guy acting crazy he's like we smuggling drugs uh, okay gotcha yeah because it's definitely happening there was a guy definitely doing some sketchy shit at the airport which is why i was thinking about this because he was sweating the whole time and like just kept looking at his bag and i was just like what's what's in your bag buddy be better, be better. come on I feel yeah. like it's probably just dildos or something, though. You know. Whenever, whenever I used to hear, he's just worried like, his bag's going to get searched because they're going to take out his dildo. It's called. It's called check and your bag of, if you have dildos. Them. Yeah, but just t- check your bag if you have yeah. a dildo. Like if you're traveling with dildos, you can check. Yeah, but your bag. you know, he's he's all nervous, so he's probably a bit more innocent than a hardened criminal. You know. <laughs> I know, but if, I still though, if you've decided to travel with a variety of sex toy paraphernalia, you just gotta own it. Like if they end. Is this, are these your eight fleshlights? <laughs> that's right. Oh I God. like a variety. What's that's in the great. Yeah, that's a great joke. Uh, uh, the idiots who that's say great you joke. shouldn't use a condom because it, quote, feels better, have no idea how much this heroin's hurting my stomach. <laughs> One more. Oh, my that's God. so good. I mean, best Harold Shipman joke I've ever heard. And also, yeah, I heard great. it before I know who Harold Shipman is. Yeah, there was a lot of that. I spent a lot of years hearing Harold Shipman as a as a go to punchline and never knowing what the fuck it was. Yeah, I don't care. I refuse yeah. to. I I do not engage in your culture. But you're going to do a podcast about him now. You know I, now though who Harold Shipman is. I don't yeah, think he was a choreographer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah, a, uh, it was him he, and Bob Fosse. They were a team. Yeah. Skidada, Fosse. Exactly. Yeah, they say they say it in the bar uh, in the birdcage. You do an eclectic variety of the dance. You do Martha Kid, Martha Kid, Martha Kid, Twyla, 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 Fussy, 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 Shipman, Shipman, Shipman. Yeah. But you keep it all inside. 
Uh, actually, uh, no one beats Canada for serial killers. No one uh, does. These are facts. Yeah. Uh, did any of woods, you... baby? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've, we have too many woods, and our police force, and I mean this, are not trying to help those victims. We, they are actively helping the perpetrators. Yes. Weekly yeah. poker game at Robert Picton's house. Oh, yeah. I think about this all the time. If I show up at a place and I go like this, you kill pigs here? And I'd be like, yeah. Like, I don't want to play poker. I'm not playing no. poker near all snatched. the day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to lose or win. And I also don't want to eat your sandwiches. Mm. <laughs> um, guys, I have to take a shit so bad. Also, it, yeah, from, from that angle, it looked like, by the way, Chris your, Chris, your shirt was not there and you were just shirtless the whole time. And I was just like, what? <laughs> so do we call this show at 90 minutes and then I go take a big stanky dump and go do stand-up comedy for Florida Bro? Yeah, I want reports uh, I... from the back of the room. I want to know who your opener is. Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> let's play a little UTS doing comedy in Florida bingo. Everyone, If someone wants to write this down, let's see if we get it. I'm looking for the following. Long-haired opener. There's going to be a long-haired opener, I'm thinking. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, do we see uh, drug use of some sort? Uppers and downers. Those are two different categories. Okay. Uh, make America Great Again hat. And we're yeah, going all sure. showroom. This is all showroom stuff. Yeah, make yeah. America Great hat again. One Let's Go Brandon. Oh, there's going to be a let's go, Brandon, because yeah. I am deaf. I always end up in these situations being like, What is a know? let's go, Brandon? Oh, I had a, Ashley, I had a, so oh Ashley, God, you just listen to this I, gotta t- I, I have I'm to so tell you, of it. I, I disagree with the people chanting, Let's go, Brandon, but there was a part of me going, I mean, you guys rolled with the punches on this one. I got it. Like, it's, I, I mean, it's one of those ones where it's like, at an at Talladega, at the big NASCAR event Talladega, they were chanting mm-hmm. "fuck you," jo- like um, like "fuck, fuck Joe, Joe Biden. Biden," "fuck yeah. Joe Biden," and they were interviewing a guy named Brandon, mm. and the interviewer was like, "They're chanting for you. They're saying let's go, Brandon." And it's like, "No, they're not. They're saying fuck you, <laughs> fuck Joe <laughs> Biden," and it's become let's um, let's go, Brandon has been like a thing said. Uh, That's quite in- funny, including yeah, like, I think yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> Uh, said it in Congress. I think someone has said it in Congress. Like, that's yeah, insane. there was that guy that called in on the um, uh, the Santa that's what tracking. It was. That's thing. what it was. Yeah, and he called out the Santa. It was like said, all these. Go. It's just like calling to talk to fucking Santa and Joe Biden and a dude on this. Just hundreds of kids listening. Let's go, Brandon. I mean, just put it away I, for a second. But here's the one thing that was so good about that is it all got eclipsed because immediately the White House was like, "That's pretty good." Remember when last year when Trump asked the seven-year-old if he still believed in Santa? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, "Oh yeah, all right, you win." Yeah. Well, oh, that was I. I remember that vividly. I were I was doing. This is this is clearly a man going through a divorce. I was watching uh, the NBC News streaming and doing mm-hmm. sit-ups in my living room oh, when wow. that happened. That's and like I the had start to, of Taxi Driver. I had to <laughs> I had to go sit down on the sofa. I was laughing so hard. That's so funny. Um, um. Okay. So we have. What else in this bingo card? Okay. Uh, so long hair. Let's go, Brandon. Maga hat. Um, uppers and downers. So drugs of some sort. Um, okay, here are my here's my last one. Shorts. Uh, night shorts. Night shorts. Night shorts. shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's gonna be easy because that might be me. 
Um, <laughs> night shorts, very possible. I'm going to say this woman in her 50s, dressed like she's in her teens. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I Bond mentioned. Dutch. Bond Dutch, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you missed it. John Full Top Tucked. <laughs> I mean, I caught it, though. That was even better. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I want you to know this is where I'm at toilet wise. I'm just gonna I'm gonna end the show by standing near the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's call this then, John. Let us know. Give us updates from the show. I will, guys. Yeah. I will. I will see you all on Sunday. My flight's at five thirty a.m. Very possibly being delayed. So tune in on Sunday, where I may be coming at you live from the Atlanta airport on no sleep. Yay! <laughs> I um, might have a new microphone. Oh! I ordered nice. that today, so that's nice. gonna be fun. Um, and I will be in a. I'll be moving into a new home. Uh, hopefully on Yay. Sunday. Is it Sunday that I can do it? No, Monday. On Monday, I'll be moving in. Uh, so cool. that is good. It's very super. So that will be um, your last stream from that yeah. hostel. Yeah. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, we love you. We're going to start a raid. Uh, should we do Fox Comedy, uh, Dunny Kin, or Richard Wright? Richard Wright. Always Richard, Richard Wright. Wright. Richard yeah. Wright. Done. All right. We love you guys. Have a great weekend. Here's an old lady talking about sex. Bye. Penis into her vagina. So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm is in her. Maybe you're wondering if a mistake could be made when having sexual intercourse. That can't happen.